Hello, and welcome back to There's a Hack for That. This week, episode 83, we are talking to life coach Luisa Milano. And I have to be honest, I had a really hard time naming this episode. We covered so much in this episode um, about being entrepreneurs and women in general. We talk about mental health and our coaching journeys and human design, of course. Um, but Louisa really touched on something important in this episode about being a multi-passionate entrepreneur who she works with. She works with multi-passionate entrepreneurs who know they are here to make a big impact. But in order to make a big impact, we often have to do big work. And Louisa recent, recently went to a psilocybin, psilocybin, I haven't, I didn't master that word even in the episode, a mushrooms retreat, magic mushrooms, if you will, and opened up with us about how it created even more curiosity and self-compassion towards her self-love and acceptance, which is big work and is important if you are making a big impact. So we call this episode Getting to Know Yourself, because when you take on big work, that's what you're actually doing. And Louisa shared with us some really cool ideas and some of her experiences on how she has continued to get to know herself. One of my favorite quotes that she shares in the episode is from Abraham Hicks, and they say, you'll never be done and you can't get it wrong. You'll never be done getting to know yourself. I hope you enjoy this episode. If you enjoy it all the way to the end with us, please make sure to connect with our guest and ourselves and the podcast. All of the information is in the show notes for your convenience. And if you screenshot this while you're listening, make sure to share it to your Instagram stories and tag us. Let us know what you loved about it, and we will make sure to reshare and give you a shout out. Here's our excellent conversation with Luisa Milano. Thank you so much for being here, Luisa. Welcome to the podcast. Happy to be here. Thanks for having me. And hi, Erica. Erica's here. Hi. Hi. Don't forget about me. (laughs) I am so excited for this conversation. Obviously, listener, you just heard the intro. We're talking about mushrooms today. I'm talking about magic mushrooms. And Erica introduced me to them, but Louisa has a whole different perspective and also is utilizing that and many other things in her own work with herself and with her clients. So let's just jump right in. Tell us your story. Welcome, Louisa. And what led you to be a life coach and who are your ideal clients? Beautiful. So thank you. It's a funny start to my story because... I attended an event, a coaching event at the end of 2018 out of curiosity. It was one of those where my husband was like, hey, I've got a ticket to go to this event. You want to come? It's in Santa Monica. We were living in Denver at the time. It's kind of a coaching event. I'm like, I'd worked with the coach at that point once. I'm like, something was like, just go. Let's just give it a try. Santa Monica. Come on. And I went and it was an amazing weekend. And by the end of the weekend, I was like, I am going to add coaching to my tool belt to be a better consultant because I'd already left the corporate world. I'd been doing my thing for a few years. And then I started to invest in myself and invest in coaching and got curious about certifications and realized, holy cow, like I want to do this full time. And so A year later, I began the journey of going full-time into coaching, and as of January of this year, I'm full-time coach, meaning I've officially turned away consulting gigs, which was big. It feels small, but it's like saying no to somebody going, we want to give you money because I'm that committed to my work. So (laughs) yeah. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. My ideal clients... Today, currently, they're multi-passionate entrepreneurs. I've, I've had a passion for serving and working with multi-passionate entrepreneurs for a while, but I've gotten really clear and aligned with individuals who have maybe one or two businesses. They're either a solo 
solopreneur or they're an entrepreneur, but the thing where I've gotten had started to have a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of fun is they're no, they know they're here to have a big impact in the world. Like they're like, I know that I'm here to do big things. I just know that I can't continue to do more and create more from my mind. I, I've, I've got to drop into my heart. They've had moments where they drop into their heart and kind of create from that soul-led place and they're they're hungry. They're wanting to drop more into that because they know the next level of their business, their journey, their evolution depends on it, right? That That more button in the brain, they're like, I can't, I can't keep hitting it anymore. I need to create from a deeper wisdom and a deeper place in me. So those are the folks that I get to connect with and create magic with. That's so cool because I am one of those people. Erica is one of those people. Like we, we do multiple things and I mean, Erica has helped me find that. I mean, mine was burnout specifically, but like really accepting the fact that I am a a multi-passionate entrepreneur and because of that, my impact is meant to be large and wide and expansive. Yeah. And I know being a, I guess, a client, a patient, I don't know. What do you call your clients, Erica? Clients? Clients. Patients are for Being a customer medicine. of Erica's. Yeah. <laughs> I know the wide impact that Erica, you make in your work mm-hmm. just because of all the people through me that you've impacted. Does that, do you feel like a multi-passionate entrepreneur? Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, I think all humans are multi-passionate in some degree, right? We're not just living in a vacuum, only focusing on one thing. We have different phases of our life where we love certain things and then maybe we learn new things or whatever it is. So, yeah, multi-passionate to me just feels like it's like I'm interested in a lot of things. I want to learn a lot of things. I want to grow in different ways and I want to impact as many people as I can on every level. Are you a manifesting generator, Erica? I'm a manifester. A manifester. Okay. Yes. Emotional manifester. So yeah. (laughs) For those wondering, like, I don't know, do do your folks like, what the heck is a manifesting generator? We're talking about human design, peeps. No, you don't know. Now you know. Talk about human design. I'm a a human design guide. This is not a human design podcast. We always have to say that because it comes up usually within the first five minutes of every episode. (laughs) But I think that's part of it, right? Like, and that leads us into, we're talking about psilocybin today, mushrooms. One of the, one of the things that Eric and I connect about in just our wild curiosity about things are like being curious about ways that we can expand ourselves in order to expand our businesses in order to make that big impact. And Louisa and I were actually network connected and have had a conversation before through integrative divorce group. And that was one of the things that we connected on just this idea that like curiosity and being open to trying new things that just come, come your way and feel like something that, you're interested in is important. And these types of experiences are some of them. And I've recently had my first one and Erica is an open-minded person about things like this. So let's jump right in because this has been a topic of conversation that just comes up socially, even lately in my world, in my other work in the hospitality industry. So Erica, will you start and tell us your experience and, and you're my guide in this? With the the mushrooms. The shroomies. I have (laughs) been utilizing psilocybin and magic mushrooms, if we want to call them that, for I think at least four years intentionally. I mean, I, I first experimented with them when I was very young, but at that point, it was more of just like, hey, we're doing this socially, whatever. But I very intentionally did a ton of research and for one year... I've never said this publicly, so this is, here we are world. But in 2018, I believe, I experimented with microdosing mushrooms, not every day, maybe a few times a month to a few times a week for a year to experiment with coming out of my depression because I was told 
I was, it was suggested to me by my first therapist that because of how anxious and depressed I was, that a good next step would be antidepressants. And for me, that just did not feel in alignment. And that was actually part of my awakening of like, fuck, if I'm going to do this, I have to do it myself because, you know, all my healers, my, the people I'm working with are steering me in a direction that doesn't feel good. So I kind of said, fuck it. And I did a lot of research. I read a lot of books. And that's like one thing that I credit with of helping me learn to manage my anxiety and depression. There were lots of things. I mean, the functional medicine was a big part. Human design has been a big part. But with, but my special connection with psilocybin is, like I always say that I think mushrooms bring us to the frequency of nature and allow us to be present and be present with what is. And I actually believe that the brain is a filtering mechanism for consciousness and that shrooms help kind of turn off that filtering mechanism to a certain degree so that when you're on a microdose or a full dose, whatever it might be, you get to see what's really there. You get to be present. It helps you remove stories. And, you know, there's actual like, I guess, well, I don't know. I won't get into the, like the, the actual mechanisms in the brain that turn off or whatever. But that's for me been the biggest thing is teaching me presence, teaching me how to come back to the present moment where we like this is where we can create in the present moment, not worrying about the past and things that you can't change or, you know, imagining worst case scenarios for the future and and anticipating them to come. It's like the present moment is king or queen. And that's what that's what I see shrooms as. They just help me be my most present, authentic, non-filtered self in a lot of ways. That was beautiful. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> so I like I said, I've only had one experience, and I'm sure I will share pieces of it through this conversation. So I'm going to pass on what I know, because I don't really know. I know what Erica just said. She said that to me at one point, and I was like, yes, I will do it with you. <laughs> so Louisa, tell us how you started utilizing this in your life, in your in your business, towards your conscious evolution. And that's a that's a term that you introduced to me. So tell us your story with, with mushrooms. Cool. So like you, Erica, I've had my recreational exploration with it. It wasn't a therapeutic. It wasn't intentional. It was just like, kind of like, woo, let's do this, shrooms, y'all chew some, right? Like, like that. And about six months ago, I started, it was one of those things where one of the one of the things that I do as, you know, looking at who I am at my design through the lens of human design is I'm a specific manifester. So I know that it's important for me to say, okay, universe, here's what I want to explore. Here's what I need support with. Here's what I want as clear and specific as possible. And I do a lot of that in journaling. I do a lot of that in meditation. And I had spent, you know, since the beginning of 2019, 197 thousand dollars on my personal development. Like I've worked with shamans, healers, coaches, therapists. I've invested in business coaches, mentors across mind, body, and spirit. I worked with a functional medicine doctor for a year. And slowly, I, I believe that our journey is not as much becoming something, but of an, an unbecoming, of shedding all that is not us, so that what is us is revealed more and more. And on that journey, there were things that I still kept coming up against and moments where I was like, what is going on? What just happened today? What just happened in this conversation? And it was like, there was a, and I, I, I don't have the perfect words for it, but it was almost like, it felt like there was some, some, some like deep stuff going on. And I was like, maybe it's traumas that I don't even know about, right? Like our cell epigenetics are across all time. So this could be like a great, great, great grandma. I'm like, I don't know. And if I don't even know the memory and I can't access it, but it's in my cells, what the hell am I going to do to go there? Right? My fingers are in air quotes. And I was like, plant medicine, maybe something like plant medicine. I started looking at ayahuasca and talked to a couple friends that had done an ayahuasca journey and how I ended up specifically with psilocybin on this retreat at the end of March was an actual invitation, which for me as a projector and my, my, my strategy being to wait for the invitation felt sort of like, 
oh, this is it. This is it. Like it felt so aligned. And the story in and of itself is so beautiful because when we are creating from our authentic place and we are in the alignment with energetically what is there and meant for us, and we say yes to the invitation and it's in the right time and it all unfolds, things just happen like this. Like that's the kind of work I do with clients where I'm like, oh, okay, you think that'll take you a year? I get that. I see and honor that that's how you see it together. Let's see how this can happen in three months. And then people are like, what are you talking about? What kind of crazy pills are you taking? Because I want those. And I'm like, not you know, like this is this is it. There's a component of faith and trust in the process. And then they see it happen and they're like, how the bleep did that occur? Like, how did that happen? And my story of getting going to the retreat was just that. So I'm sitting down with a friend and I have a practice of sharing and creating in language what it is that I want to manifest in the world. I share it with people. I share it in you know, in conversations, maybe it's the waiter, maybe it's the person in at the doctor's office, maybe it's the lady doing my nails. She's like, what are you doing? I'm like, well, I lead a 14, a 14 week group coaching program and I'm committed to selling it out. That's 15 souls between now and the end of the year. I have three more. Well, what do you do? And I'm just like creating, creating, creating. I'm just putting out into the universe. Here's what I want. Universe, here's what I want to anyone who will listen when there's that energetic opening where people go, well, what are you up to? What are you doing? So in this conversation, I'm with a friend and I said, I want to do a plant medicine journey. I don't know where, I don't know how, I don't want to force it. I know that it's going to show up when it's going to show up, how it's going to show up, but I'm, I'm really feeling called to, to do this, to explore something in this, in an unknown, unknown space for my own evolution that I think plant medicine will help me with. And he goes, well, I just came back last month from a psilocybin retreat. I go, what? I was kind of looking into ayahuasca. He was like, yeah, we chatted about it. He goes, let me send you some information. So he sent me a link and I read the website and I'm an emotional authority. So I knew that I needed to like ride out my emotional wave. Because at first I was like, oh my God, this is it. This is going to solve everything. Let me sign up. Let me do this. I want it and I want it now. So I let myself kind of like, I gave myself a few days. I was like, here's my high point. Here's my low point. Came to a point of clarity and I filled out the form. The next day they got back to me. Two days later, I had an intake call. A day after the intake call, they said, we are sold out. We just had someone back out one person from our retreat next weekend. I know it's really quick, but if you want to come, you can come next week. And I'm like, what? Did we just become best friends? Right? It was like, I'm in, I'm in. And I went. And, and so that's, that's kind of how I learned about it. The, 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 the research that I had done and how quickly it, it clicked when it was the universe going, okay, I heard you, you've been, you've been, you've been putting this out. For like six months, I got you. And then it was like, boom, boom, boom. That's so cool. So it was a guided experience. And was that, I mean, outside of recreation, this is the first time you've like used it with intention. Is that true? Yes. Yeah. That is so cool. And you were aware of it before, right? I mean, like as a tool. Yeah. Well, I had talked to more people about ayahuasca than I had psilocybin, but I knew that both used therapeutically and with intention helped you access spaces and places within that, you know, just chilling in meditation or going, you know, sitting down with your journal aren't, aren't accessed as easily if, if at all. Cause some of the stuff, I mean, and I'm happy to share, but there's a story that of my second night in the journey that is so mind blowing. It'll, it'll like, it'll literally blow your mind. Yeah. I was going to say if I don't, how I don't know how much you're willing to share, but I know, I know there's a lot of people listening that probably aren't aware of what a plant ceremony is, or especially because your retreat was seven days. It was three days. So I arrived Friday and we journeyed Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and then I took off Monday. Yeah. Can you, I don't know how much you can share or want to share, but just what the, because it's a very intentional process and it's very, right? So maybe just share whatever you want from that. Like yeah. the natural experience. So the coolest part of 
outside of the journey was that they took your phones away. Like you arrived and it was this beautiful home in the retreat occurred in Colorado. And you kind of like, it was sort of like really interesting because we met it. They're like, meet at the like, you know, the turning horse saloon parking lot. And I'm like, okay, like here I am with my little, with my suitcase. Right. And you know, this other person walks out and this other person walks out. So I'm like, Ooh, I bet you they're here for the retreat too. Ooh, we're also up all in our suitcases. We don't know what's happening. And then these like two Mercedes, you know, a black Mercedes pull up. They're like, Hey, I'm so-and-so. Are you so-and-so? And, All right, let's do this. And they were super friendly. And you're just like, you don't know what you don't know about something like this, right? There's so much trust that and, and courage to show up. I don't know these people from Adam, the person that had done the retreat I knew, but like, I didn't know anybody. Right. And I'm like, I'm going to make myself completely vulnerable, completely like just as vulnerable as you can get. Right. With, with, with a, with a hero dose. Like it was a point where I couldn't even go to the bathroom by myself. Like it's that strong of a dose. And we got there and in a few, like an hour and a half, they're like, here's your rooms, check in, you meet your other peeps. They were like, okay. And they brought this little basket on. They're like, and we're going to get your phone. And then they're like, and your watch. I'm like, okay. So I took it all off and I, I knew it was coming. Like they told us. And it turned out to be like such a beautiful part of the weekend. Like, I don't know that since I've had a phone, I've ever not had my phone next to me for three days. Like none, no social, no text. Like I don't even have my phone. Like it was so nice. And we journeyed the first night. Then we did, it was really, really beautiful. I do want to share this part of it because for anyone who's listening at home and you're curious and you're like, oh my gosh, you're so speaking my language. Like there's just something more that I can't access in my conscious state. How do I tap more into my subconscious, right? Which runs the show so much of the time. I think it's, 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 it's beautiful to know the, at least for this group that I worked with, how intentional and beautiful the space that they created was and what a difference it made for me. They thought of like dotted I's, cross T's in terms of space, comfort, food, helping you feel seen, heard, loved. We did the journey, then we come back and you have a little snack and then you go to bed and then you have body movement. There's somebody just help, you know, guiding, you know, body work and body movement. And then there's like two hours of integration where everyone talks about well, what did you see and how was your journey? And so in that sense, it's almost kind of like talk therapy where everyone's sort of talking and there's the main like shaman, psychologist, boss babe kind of leading and facilitating the conversation and then some like downtime. And then we went into the second night and then night two to three was was very similar. I'd love to share the, and again, it's important for me to say this, everybody's journey is different. There were 12 of us and all 12 of us had a different experience of night one. All 12 of us had a different experience of night two. So you go where the plant wants you to go. You are the passenger. It's the driver. And if you surrender, then like, that's it. That was the hardest part for me is really just going, okay. Like in that scene in the end of the matrix where like Keanu Reeves just throws his hands back and he's just like full surrender. Like, let's just do this source. Right. Kind of thing. I, the piece that just like really struck out, I'm, I'm curious. And even if we don't hit it in this conversation, like I want to talk more about this offline too. The integration part was really interesting. The fact that obviously that it makes sense that that's included in the experience when you do a guided experience like that, because that's the part I had the hardest time with, with what I learned on my unintentional 12 hour journey. And the other part that you just said was the plant is the, you go where the plant leads you. And I believe that about marijuana and I'm a regular user in a therapeutic way. And I know that when I'm, when I'm partaking and I am surrendered to that experience, but I did not go into my first mushroom journey with that intention. And it kind of like surprised me what, what I learned and what happened and what was unlocked. So that those are the pieces that I was just like, oh, that's interesting. Erica, was there anything in there that 
that felt familiar with your experience? I just like that you said, Louisa, about how it's different for everyone because it's true. It It's going into a journey with any sort of expectation just makes it harder to surrender. And when you can truly go into it being like, okay, here I am, take me on the ride. And sometimes I'll do them and I'm like, I'm going to figure something out and this is going to be so epic. And then they're just like, nope, you're not supposed to do anything. Like stop trying so hard. Go back, like go back to bed, (laughs) rest. So I've also learned to be like, if I go into a journey and I don't really come out with any grand evolution or download because that can be really addicting when I would do it in the beginning. It's like, I would always come out with like seeing something in a new way and be like, Oh my gosh, like I'm up leveling and this is so great. But recently I've just been in this state where I'm continuously, I've probably shared this in the last few episodes where I'm just getting this message to like integrate, slow down. Like there's, there's not a lot of downloads that need to come through. And I'm just really truly sitting in the joy of what I've, learned and transformed over the last, you know, four or five years. So that's another thing too. If you like go into it and maybe come out of it, not really feeling any different or not feeling changed, like that's beautiful too, because whatever happens is meant to happen. And I also believe that whether we're in a conscious state or an altered state, your mind, the the medicine, the plants will never bring you anything that you're not capable of handling in this moment. So maybe if something's not coming through, it's like, you know, if you're doing it by yourself, maybe you need to do it in a guided space to, so someone can hold the space for the stuff to come up. And I always just try to be really gentle with that of like, when things are supposed to get stirred up and come up, they will. Like there's no stopping them. And when it's not happening, I'm like, okay, maybe there's just like something in my nervous system and my psyche and whatever that's just not prepared for this. So that's how I, that's like what it brought up for me is just like that surrender is so important of like, this does not like need to look any certain way. And it's always perfect exactly what you need in that moment yeah I love that you say that it's so so true and there was a moment on the second night where I saw a trauma and saw you guys have to just work with me like all that happens is like in the subconscious right and you're seeing all of this you're like in your mind so saw you know hold that loosely, a trauma fly by. And I had this thought, I want to work on that. I want to address that. I want to address that. And I just got this, nope, not today. And I was sad. I sat there for a moment. I don't know. It could have been 30 minutes for all I know. And I felt sad. Like I'm like, I really want to address that. But it was so clear that the plant was like, yeah, nope, not on this journey, not on this journey. And I had to trust, like you said, you had started, I started with the intention that I'm exactly where I'm supposed to be. I always have, I always will. I will see what I'm supposed to see and nothing more. And it will unfold perfectly. I trust life, which is easier said than done. What I create myself and I create the world every day as best I can from that place, my like, my, my like new truth about myself after the retreat was I choose to trust life and it's perfect unfolding one brave thought and gentle action at a time. And it's now become the foundation of my, of my business is that's the work I do is I help people evolve consciously one brave thought and gentle action at a time, one at a time. We can't, none of us, no human can take two steps at the same time. There's a reason why we take one step and then the other. And we got one foot and then the other, right? So like basics. Wisdom is simple, you, people. I mean, Wisdom is simple. Would you do this so, again? Would, yeah. would you t- would, are you interested in taking more journeys and like continuing your your unfolding in, in that experience? No doubt this will be like an annual occurrence. And I like I've thought about it, like, do I want to do it twice a year? And as of, as of right now, it feels like a once a year journey. This one journey had such a big impact on me. And before I say what I'm about to say, 
no two results are the same. I know I've said this before, but like we are all on our own individual journey. Do not take what I'm about to say as, oh, if it worked for Louisa, then it's going to work for me. So let me go take the psilocybin journey. So this will fix me because you're not broken. You are perfect as you are. We are all who we have been, who we are and who we are becoming are all worthy of being seen, loved and heard, period. That's it. I came back from the journey and I made the conscious decision to not go back onto my bipolar medication. I was diagnosed with bipolar last early last year and had been on medication in order to do the retreat. I had to come off of the medication and I went into it going, what if I do? I'm like, well, if I do, then I won't be broken because da, 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 da. And I still, I have this, you know, that, that stigma around mental health, that there's something wrong with me, my fingers are in air quotes, if I've been diagnosed with bipolar and I experience bipolar from time to time. But I said, what if, what if I'm just going to sit with that possibility, not attached to it, not having it happen. I'm okay. I'm okay. Let's just see where it goes. And I came back and about a week after coming back, I was looking at my two bottles of medicine on the counter and I thought, I'm, I'm going to not go back on it. And I shared it with my husband because I believe and I work with my clients around transformation happens in the speaking of transformation. So I started to talk to my husband about it. I shared about my decision with my sister. I shared about my decision with my brother. I shared about my decision with some friends. I was like, I'm going to navigate life. I'm going to do the best I can to navigate life without it. And so much of what I was able to see that came up for me that I was able to work through and release at the end of the day, that's all healing is, is the ability to be with something that happened to us and release it and go, you do not have dominion over my mind, my body, my spirit, my auric body. Mm-hmm. It is it is still a memory, but it's completely neutral. There's no charge. And so much of that occurred that I went, let's just see. And it's been now March, April, it's going on two months and I haven't gone back on it. And I'm, and I'm, and I'm proud of that. Not that being on the medication was bad. It felt like the right choice for me to Mm -hmm. create my life without the medication. And if I need to go back on it, that doesn't make me bad. Right. That was the decision that I made based on I have this, what I um, saw, saying what I was able to release and an unintentional mantra conscious choice as best I could. When my husband or anyone's like, well, what do you think? Like, how do you feel about this thing that's happening or whatever? And I'm like, you know what? I have zero expectations and high hopes. It's like this, like, I've come to this place of surrender in my life where it's like, you know what? I don't know what it looks like. I have zero expectations and high hopes. And I feel like that has also shifted me into that curiosity about the non-traditional options that are out there. And I say non-traditional, like not modern psychotherapy or, or say psychiatry or Western medicine. Like it's all, all of that is honestly like rooted and based out of these, what is now called non-traditional, which used to be the only medicine, Eastern medicine, plant medicine, all of these things. And again, I, I, give a lot of credit to Erica in helping me shift and integrate that into my mindset growing up with a parent who was in the medical industry and a lot of like generational fear around like health and wellness. I just, I, I'm so grateful that you shared your story about your medication. Cause that's one of the things we talked about when we connected the, for the first time. And I'm currently utilizing pharmaceuticals for my mental health because I knew it was the right thing for me to do. But I'm also intentionally seeking out ways so I can heal my the pieces of me that needed that support yeah. because my goal is to not be on them forever because it's it's not it's not aligned with me to to have that like chemical alteration on a long term basis. I got some clarity in my experience with mushrooms the first time, which Again, I went into it with like, I had no idea what I was doing. Erica told me how much to take and I took it. And it was actually a beautiful experience. And it ended up leaving me like spiritually and energetically open for days. 
like, and that's just how my energy works. And I learned so much after the experience because of what I had opened up during the experience. So it's not just about like using it and having an experience while it is in your system. It's about that integration piece of like, okay, the, the quote experience is over. What happens next? And like, it was like a turning point moment. Like everything feels different after I did that. And then everything after that has been like mind blowing experiences one after the other. (laughs) Yeah. That's the thing with shrooms is like, everyone thinks that the shrooms is the part where you're like seeing stuff and you're going, whatever. My friend and I call that the passage. That's the passage to get to the actual experience, which then can last, like you said, Lauren, maybe for a day, maybe for three months. And the integration piece that, I mean, I think with any psychedelics, it's like you have you have the experience, but then the mental clarity, the presence, all of that stuff, that, that impact can last for a long time, which makes it so powerful too, because it's like you have this experience and maybe you really liked how you felt then or you you figured some stuff out, And then you feel that presence and like you can call on that presence whenever you want. Just like with meditation, the point of meditation isn't to just sit and meditate. The point is to slowly start expanding your capacity to feel that level of presence and consciousness when you're not meditating or when you're not on the yoga mat. And so that just like I I love that you shared that because it's true. It's like I did that year of experimenting with microdosing. But what happened really was as I got more and more familiar with that, those those feelings it was then like, oh, even when there's chaos around me, I can like call on like that version of me that was on shrooms like now. And I, I still like if I'm out on a walk with someone, <laughs> I'll like just start like, like, oh, my God, the trees are so beautiful. And they're like, are you in shrooms? I'm like, no, but I can, I can feel like I am in any moment moment by just becoming super present. Like even right now, it's just like, oh, like this conversation is so I totally great. Agree. And I'm like, like so nourished. I, I, and like, so I think it's just this like – Took them in the evening and I had basically like a 12 hour trip overnight and it was like in and out of consciousness and I like met other versions of myself in like these weird theta wave lucid states and like when I looked at myself in the mirror because there was this mirrored wall like a closet with mirrored doors my face was kind of like melty it's like I couldn't actually see what was happening, I could only see from within me. I don't know. It's like, it's, it is hard to describe. But I've had a few moments, even like recently, because yeah. that experience helped me finally unlock this piece of me that was really afraid of change and like letting go of people. And it, there's been like this very rapid series of events that kind of like concluded on Sunday this last week. And I remember being able to get stoned enough on marijuana that I could find that feeling again and like go in and look within myself and like look for that version of me that had that information and be like, where are we at with this journey? What's going on here, ma'am? Ma'am, sir, ma'am, where are we? Where are we here? (laughs) And it's like understanding like that feeling. It's not in your head. It's not a it's not a mental thing. It's that in your body feeling of like that inner guide being able to hear that inner guide and I'm like oh I I know how to get there and I can do it you know sober too but it's just when you want to actually have a conversation with yourself it 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 enables me to like shut everything else out and just be like how we doing what's going on where are we at <laughs> yeah and to piggyback on something you said about looking in the mirror, I remember when I used to do it in my like 20s and then even when I started using it intentionally, I could not look at myself in the mirror because I saw I literally saw a monster and it was so scary and that was like in the beginning of my self-love journey and now that I'm at this place where I just like lo- like love the shit out of my body and I'm so confident with like 
at least that part of me. Now, if I have like a little bit of shrooms or a full dose and I look in the mirror, it's just like this full on like love fest. I'm just like, I see all aspects of myself and I just like sit there and I'm like, I love you so much. So that's, it's it's just cool to see how things like that shift. It was but, but yeah. And, our, and the house we looking were staying in, the mirror on shrooms, definitely is like had some the most wild activity to do. So like, I also was like, really afraid to like leave my room because I was like oh "Oh my god is this gonna give me paranormal vision because it's that's happened to me before and I'm just like I don't know if I'm ready to meet the spirit that's in this house and like they opened the toilet bowl in in Erica's room and like what if I have to go to the bathroom like it got really obscure (laughs) I was not but like it was it was like I but after the fact when I came out of it I looked different to myself in the mirror (laughs) It was like my vision had changed internally. So everything I was seeing around me was different. Mm. And that has remained. Yes. That's a, uh, Louis said, did you, have you had that experience of like, just the world no longer looks the same? Yes. The way I would describe it is I felt like I yeah. came back from the journey <laughs> exactly. and nothing had changed, but everything was different. Yes. That's beautiful. That's exactly. And I actually had a chance in the journey and I want, I want to speak to this because one of the things having been and experienced it firsthand and the impact it had on me, I'm, I'm such a huge fan. And mind you guys, I grew up a Pentecostal preacher's kid. Like it doesn't get more buttoned up than that. And so for me in a public platform to go consider non-traditional approaches. And if that, if you feel the curiosity, it's there for a purpose. Our curiosities are there for a reason, right? Now it doesn't mean go out and do it tomorrow. I started my journey and it was six months before the universe was like, okay, you're ready. You ready? And we could do a whole other podcast about the things that I believe needed to happen in order for me to be ready to journey when I did. And because I listened and I surrendered, then it happened like that. The universe was like, see, this is what happens when you follow directions. You understood the assignment, Louisa, right? But there was this moment in the journey where I had a chance to, to see my ego. And I felt the moment coming up and I felt fear. And I remembered, not in the moment, but as I'm sharing this, there was a lot of people that I journeyed with and that I've talked to about my experience since going, yeah, but like, I'm scared. Like, what, what's in there? Like, what if something really terrifying comes up? And I want to speak to that because the thing is, nobody ever faces something that at a certain level you don't already know is there right? You're not going to face anything that you don't already know it's there. And to your point, Erica, if the plant takes you there, then you're ready or you wouldn't be there. Like the one that I saw go by and I'm like, that one, I want to do that. And it's like, "Mm -mm -mm -mm, not this time. Right? So I came and there was this moment where I was like, I get to see my ego. Like, do I want to, do I not? And I did. And for me, and it's was easily one of the most profound moments of the journey was what turned around wasn't a monster. It wasn't scary. It didn't have claws. It wasn't hairy. Like I imagine me ever seeing my ego, if it ever could happen, would be like a gremlin that you feed after midnight, right? Like the little like, like really scary, freaky thing with the eyes and all of that. And it didn't, it was me. I saw me and like, you're probably listening going, okay, so you saw you. So that's like basically like looking in the mirror. But when you're on that big of a dose and you're like, okay, here's the moment, the <laughs> curtain's put, getting pulled back. Here's my ego. And you see yourself and you're like, what? Yo, homie, I know you. I can love you too. And I remember after that experience coming out of the journey and like I I have it next to me, but, and I'll show you guys, even though the podcast, but this is what I wrote. This is in the middle of the journey 
after I saw my ego, it says on the that piece of all. paper, I heart me with a period. That is all. That's it. That's all. That's it. My light, my shadow. And that's been the biggest on this side. The, the real integration isn't in the few hours that you chat about the journey, the day after the journey, day one or two or three. It's in the weeks and months and years where you come back and you show up to life and you go, this is the way I've shown up. And this is the same with, with, with anything, with a coaching program, with a, a podcast, this podcast, you could finish this podcast and go, you know what? Today, that, that right there, that ends with me. I'm not doing that anymore. And just commit and go, this is it. I've been doing it. Had an epiphany or had an insight, had some moment. This is going to be different from this moment on. It can be different. It can be different. And I came back and I'm like, I feel sad sometimes. I feel happy sometimes. Sometimes I want to cry and it's okay. Who says tears are bad? Who says crying is not, you know, acceptable. And I can just be with me, like the totality of it and go, my light, that's beautiful. That's easy to love, right? But my shadows, I get to love those. That's all. And they both get to I be seen, a, heard, and loved. The totality of me. Was I like, love me. I was sitting there and I I don't even, I don't know if I had anything in my system, but it's like this voice in my head was like, are you ready? Your, your desire to do something different finally has out, has overwhelmed my fear of the thing. And it's like watching that, that desire and for the satisfaction of the thing that I wanted overcome the fear and like all of a sudden I've been working on the fear, like chiseling down the fear of the transition or the, the change. And all of a sudden it was like, Oh, that's not scary. And it's not even like, I didn't question it. Like, it wasn't like, why were you so scared? There was no shame in it or anything like that. But it's like, like you said, like you can just decide. And for me, it was the decision point was actually like, Oh, I'm not actually afraid of that anymore. I'm willing, I'm more curious about it than I am afraid. And I think that's, that's why I'm, that's kind of been like a theme when I'm talking about any of these type of, you know, quote, non-traditional methods to like get into our brains and our psyches and unlock our innate wisdom in our bodies. It's like, is your curiosity greater than your fear of what you might learn? And I don't know if Erica told me that it totally sounds like something she would say, but like, I mean, I, I come constantly saying things and I'm like, wait, did she say that to me? Or is that mine? Maybe it's hers, but I'm hearing it from my voice now. She's one of my prophets, but that's the thing, like <laughs> utilizing different methods, we'll call them, has really helped me unlock my human design to bring it all the way back to that. Because I had a similar experience with how this was offered to me. It was like, Erica, you know, masterfully and beautifully initiated this trip for us to Sedona. And I just literally said yes and had no expectations. I didn't plan anything. I even the things I packed made no sense at all. And she <laughs> she was like, she was like, we should do shrooms. And I was like, OK. And then she's like, you're going to have to get them. And I was like, oh, OK. And then like, I just told a few people I trust and all of a sudden they showed up we didn't even have to pay for them they were just gifted to us we almost lost them like but like it just like happened effortlessly I almost lost them and I mean even the experience like I knew that when I did it it was I it was meant for me to do and I didn't like Erica didn't do them with me like we didn't go into a room together and have this experience. It was like, okay, good night. She had been doing them all day. But by the time I did it, she I was, was like, she like day. put herself to bed. Like we didn't even I say good night. And I was like, oh, I guess this, joined. this is all, we're doing this. Okay, Lauren, let's go. And it was like, it was really interesting. And the person who gifted them to us when I, when I saw them again, they were like, how did it go? And I was like, it was really wild. And he's like, did you learn things? And I was like, yes. He's like, wait, you'll learn more. And I was like, but it really going back to where all of that started was it really helped me kind of (sighs) 
have a different grasp of my strategy and authority in my human design. Because like when things, like you said, happen in alignment for you and it feels like it was effortless and it you didn't actually have to do anything to make them happen. And it occurs in your strategy and authority. Like you said, you got an invitation to do it. And Erica initiated this experience and my I just had to respond. And my I had like many very intense sacral like fuck yeah yeah we're gonna do that if erica's going i'm going what are we doing let's do it but it's that openness to to your strategy and authority specifically which is where you know as a guide erica has said this that's where everyone starts when you get curious about human design and your own that's the first thing you're supposed to work on and you know understanding that and how it works so I, th- I find that, you know, experiences like this and then having conversations like this, it really kind of solidifies like, yes, it's like self high five. Look at you. You're figuring out how to do this, like without even really trying. <laughs> I mean, I don't know how you, we've mentioned a few times, like how are there any other ways, both of you, that utilizing things like this has really helped you like understand your your design a little bit differently? So, yeah, I would say it helped me better align to my authority, right? Because I'll just, I'll just make this about me. I'm an emotional authority and I feel, I feel some about everything, everything. And I did not grow up in a home where that was welcome, right? My mom and dad were like, you know, we're trying to figure out because all our parents are doing their on their own healing journey when they're raising us. And so it was like, they were trying to figure out what was going on for them. And then they've got this little girl feeling all the feels and being very expressive and very open and sharing and this and that. So my, my conditioning journey was very much around, you know, tamping it, put it down, don't express it, shut it out. And the big thing that I, that I was able to integrate from the things that I saw and what I experienced and what the journey was and the presence and the continuing to cultivate it is allowing myself to be with my sadness when I can be with my sadness I don't have to be sad. And I use this because there's so much from my journey comes out in, in my work as with any of the things that we do in our personal development journeys as coaches and guides and healers. And I give the analogy that you can mm-hmm. sit with a fire and feel the heat or you can sit in the fire and get burned. And I spent a lot of time sitting in the fire. And through the journey, That's I learned that I can way sit. To- by the fire. I can sit with the fire and feel the heat and not get burned. (laughs) I love that. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And actually when you first asked that, Lauren, I was like, no, I don't think it helped me connect to my design. And then I was like, wait, yes, it does. I think, I think the one thing maybe that I'll have to notice the next time I do it is that maybe it, removes the resistance to connecting with my urges. So as a manifestor, I meant to follow my internal urges. And sometimes that gets fuzzy because, you know, just like with all the types and strategies, there's different things that condition us out of trusting how we're really meant to operate. So I think potentially, again, like I said, where I believe that shrooms kind of turns off the, the brain a little bit to lessen the filtering of consciousness. And so then on shrooms, it's like, oh, I have the urge to like go over to this corner of the room or like, text someone or play with my cat or whatever. And even the littlest, tiniest urges are all really important. And I think that's something as a manifester myself that I've learned and then with other manifestors that I've had the pleasure of working with, it's like following, you know, just like listening to your sacral or waiting for the invitation, whatever, it can be a little fuzzy. So I think the shrooms just kind of, kind of yeah. it takes out the analytical mind piece uh, of like, is I this an that. urge I should follow? And um, instead just being like, so oh, I'm going to follow this urge. 
We are coming to the end of our time here. Is there anything else you want to share, Louisa, about your experience from this journey? And then we'll go into the question we ask everybody at the end. Yeah. So, yes, thank you. There was a part of me when I started on my personal development journey in 2015 that I'd work with a coach, I'd take a program, I'd do a course, I'd listen to a podcast, and I'd be like, this is it. This is the podcast that's going to fix it. I'm going to be fixed. I'm going to be fine. It's going to be gravy. Like, I don't know. Like, I'd wake up and be like Wonder Woman with a lasso, and then I'd fly everywhere, and like, it would just be solved. Like, this journey of, you know, being my best self was a destination. Like, I was I was like playing that game of a destination, and what I've seen from, again, <laughs> nearly $200,000 of investing with in, into myself and my journey and, and, and coaches and guides and healers and shamans and all these various things is that it it's just, it's appealing back, right? Abraham Hicks puts it perfectly. They say, you'll never be done and you can't get it wrong. You'll never be done and you can't get it wrong. We will all, I will always look. I know that I'm that kind of person. I will always look. And every time I look, I'll see something and I get to work on it. And the more I see, the more I see there is to see. And I'm like, what else are we going to do? Because sometimes I tell that to clients and they get this look on their face like, (laughs) oh my God, I'll never be done. Like, what else are we going to do? We're in earth school. That's so beautiful. This is it. Um, This is it, friends. Here's the last question. Thank you. What is your all-time favorite life hack or current favorite life hack? Yes. Are you guys ready at home? They're like, what is it? What is it? (laughs) I love counterintuitive insights. Sleep. I'm not even kidding you guys. Sleep. Like the best thing that I found for my, for alignment between my mind, my body, my spirit is cultivating an environment that has good, that, that supports good rest. Like I use a product by Anima Mundi. It's a third eye elixir. So it opens up your third eye and it has ashkawanda. So it helps relax the body and opens up your third eye for lucid dreaming. I don't have any technology an hour before, (laughs) maybe two hours before, hour and a half probably. The intention is two, the reality is an hour and a half before I go to bed. I don't, you know, pick up my phone for the first hour when I wake up. Like for me cultivating the space, and that looks different for everybody so that I have the best sleep I can. I get my winks. I take a nap. I'm not too proud to just go, I'm going to shut it down for 15, 20 minutes and, and, a, and, and an take my disco nap, take a power podcast. nap. It's rest. <laughs> it's sleep. Not a lot necessarily, but it's, it's, it's been a frequent one, especially yeah. with our- Is it? Um, Do people say that a lot? Our higher, well, I- higher consciousness people. <laughs> it takes a lot of energy to be this aware. Well, and I, yeah, I'm a burnout recovery coach and I started well, thank- as a sleep and anxiety coach. So sleep is near and yes, dear to my we've heart. Yes, we talked about it quite a bit. <laughs> that is lots awesome. Of that is an epic, top, lots of epic episodes. Hack and one that I'm constantly trying to master. <laughs> so thank you so much for being here, Louisa. We will put all of your contact <laughs> information in the show notes, but what is your favorite place for people to connect with you? Instagram, Louisa Milano coaching. That's where I have the most fun and reach out. Like I'm a real person peeps. Like if you send me a DM, I will respond. We can connect. If you have a question, a concern, anything like that's what I'm here to do. I'm here to serve and I'm here to guide and I'm here to help. So to the extent anything landed for you and and I can support you, please don't hesitate to reach out. And thank you, Erica and Lauren for having such a beautiful podcast. I had a chance before like to like go through and listen to like three or four episodes, including your like intro and the first of the two of you talked about each other. Oh, I love it. I wish you could like 
pin it up at the top for people thank to like. Thank you so much. We are like, cute These are your hosts, thing. peeps. You have made it to the end. Thank you for joining us. Mm-hmm. If this resonated with you <laughs> or it made you think of someone else and you're like, ah, oh, I really need to share this with, mm, share it. Sharing is caring. Please rate and review and remember to stay curious. Disclaimer. This podcast is produced for your universal listening pleasure. Any statements shared during our program are opinions and experiences of our team and guests. If you disagree with any content presented herein, please find another show before submitting nasty grams. This is a positive vibes only platform. If you love our show and want to connect, share your experiences, or know someone who we should interview on future episodes, please don't hesitate to get in touch through our website or Instagram. Thanks for listening to this program brought to you by Daydreamer Network. If you enjoyed the episode, please don't forget to rate and review on Apple Podcasts or your preferred platform. Your feedback allows us to rank on the best new shows list and continue to grow our podcasts in order to bring more unique and talented storytellers to the network. To check out our shows, including programs about relationships, sports, business, nutrition, leisure, and more, head to www.daydreamernetwork.com. We look forward to seeing you back next week for another great episode. Have a wonderful day.